0: the spanish announce table
1: it is episode 407 of the spanish announce table aew dynamite just ended with the daddy ass birthday bash much more uh, involved with that dynamite so uh tom how the hell are things uh, as we get ready to talk about some great pro wrestling
0: miserable i don't want to talk about it let's get into AEW dynamite All right. huh? Yeah. So we kicked off in Baltimore, Maryland, and that will become apparent uh during the John Moxley match, which we'll get to in just a moment. But it kicked off with Jay Lethal taking on Darby Allen and Tim. This is where we already started with the Weirds Mobile and getting off to such a weird start of an episode. But uh, Darby Allen, Jay Lethal, they start wrestling. They don't even get into the ring. Darby Allen attacks him outside of the ring. They're going every which way. One spot that I thought was cool was Jay Lethal putting Darby Allen in the figure four underneath the guardrail. So he couldn't get reversed in pro wrestling kayfabe, right? And then obviously he couldn't reach Jay Lethal because the barricade was the divider. Thought that was pretty cool, actually. Like If there's ever a uh, balls count anywhere match, I think that should be a finisher for someone. Um, but let's get back on track here. Uh, we're going back and forth, back and forth. One of the coolest spots towards the finish was Darby Allen does his suicide dive into Satnam Singh and just hits. Uh, it's a bug hitting a car windshield and just bounces off of him. And then we get the, those guys kicked out. A man dressed in a sting costume hurts Darby Allen. Jay Lethal get, gets his Overly done, silly finisher that finisher stinks. By the way, it's this, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not I crap. like Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal is a good wrestler, he can be very uh, good for your company in the mid card level, like a solid mid card champion or story, right? But that finisher is trash, anyhow. He hits it, Darby loses, loses. then we get uh, the, the guy dressed up as Sting unmasked himself. And like a turd in a punch bowl, no one fucking cared. It was the seventh most interesting person on AEW Dark.
1: Yeah, this was a fail. And I, the moment I saw the the first thing of Sting coming out, I I thought of this idea. So it bugs me that like they didn't run with an idea like this. Why aren't we running back NWO Sting point like version two? right? Like get somebody that actually might pass for Sting's body size. Oh, get okay. The paint, have mm-hmm. him do the thing and then be like, Oh my God, Sting attacked Darby Allen. Holy shit. And then, you know what I mean? Like another week goes by and we see Sting get out of the, you know, run the thing back. Like fucking, why not?
0: Why not? Uh, to a certain extent. Yes. One thing that's hard is now an HD and so many different angles. It's going to be harder to sure, get away with just, like week fucking, after week. You know
1: what I mean? Like it's, Pro I understand what playing. you mean.
0: Yes, it is pro like, wrestling. It would have been way better than whatever
1: the fuck this was. I don't even know the person's name that you're talking about. Cole I Carter. So don't. I kind of didn't
0: want to know it. So like I just. Well, yeah. You remember him because during the AEW pre-party, we saw Cutie Marshall and Cole Carter get dunked in the dunk tank when people were throwing uh, softballs uh, at the machine with the lever that makes the person go down in the pool. So. Uh, we have seen this person before.
1: Judy Marshall, our biggest friend, fan of the show, was the best part of that entire pre-show for, for AEW All Out.
0: A million percent. I mean, maybe Dan this, Housen. Dan Housen was great. So I mean, everyone was good. Max Caster's rap was fun. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of good things about it. Um, but, Cole Carter, makes no sense. Who cares? Like, yeah, well, I mean, it just a theme that may
1: arouse from this evening, arise <laughs> from this evening, is I'm t- I'm tired of this ROH stuff.
0: Well, he's not ROH. And he's Jay from... Jay Lethal is. And, well, yeah, but Jay Lethal's not... This is A-W. This is A-W. Um, I, what I'm tired of is not everything has to be a reveal. Someone can just say, I'm coming out as me. I'm costing Darby Allen in the match and then, okay, let's see what happens. Right. Like it's fine. But when you do, because this is twice now with the J lethal crew where they have re- done a reveal and it's not that great. Yeah, we did it with that so... I'm seeing, and we did it with Cole Carter. Now, after this, we get straight TNA 2006 in this bitch. And it was cool in GCW. I will give him that. Jeff Jarrett and GCW interacting with Effie is mobile fun that I'm all about because of the contrast of who those people are, what they represent, and them colliding in a wrestling ring and in the storyline. Great idea. Yep. This felt like, well, that was cool. So let's kind of try it here with a lesser version of what you know, the contrast is and Darby Allen, no offense to Darby Allen. I love Darby Allen, but the contrast and everything. And then it's correct me if I'm wrong here, Tim, and I'll let you go on here, but I just want to clarify something. So are we getting in 2022, Tim, are we getting a feud with Jeff Jarrett and sting? Because Jeff Jarrett was saying Darby Allen, your Achilles heel is it's you're blinded by sting. And then he put a sting mask on him. So, guys, in 2000, it wasn't good. 22 years later, it's not going to be any better.
1: I didn't even. Oh, Tom, you just made it worse. Tom, you just made it worse. I didn't even think about it because, like, I. Okay, so my initial gut reaction was, you know, earlier I'm like, oh, man, should have done, let's run NWO Sting 2.0 bag, but they didn't do that. And then we get Jeff. Jarrett, we have a 10-year history trying to make sure all of our listeners and viewers, we love you, to understand Tom so eloquently put it all those years ago. Jeff Jarrett fucking sucks.
0: Yes, he is bad at most things in wrestling. So it just here we are, and I'm we we've discussed
1: that AEW is bloated, right? We got rid of some of the bloat maybe and and we thought all right we're gonna get back into things and and now we bring out we add somebody new not only that we had two people one of which both of which we don't care about but like one of which we 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 barely heard of Mm -hmm. at best or maybe haven't heard of depending on who you are but the other one something just it it's why why this why why what is the decision making of like this is gonna, this is gonna get us more ratings. Do we think it's gonna get us more ratings? Do we think it's gonna get us more tweets? What is it? By the way, table show on Twitter, uh, hashtag tweet the table. Maybe Twitter's dying. Uh, no.
0: Wouldn't Who hate knows? it. We may have to move Wouldn't this. You know
1: it. this, this thing, this hashtag tweet the table somewhere else. But you know what I mean. Wouldn't hate it either. So, but yeah. the Jeff Jarrett thing, I just, and you're right. Okay, so if we're gonna say yeah, it's aw because uh, yeah, Jay Lethal is all elite. Even though all of his crew, like I don't know, it just I I, I don't. Now we've added another person to their faction. That, Two, yeah. Well, is I mean, or is just Jeff Jarrett helped them here, and he's going to do his own thing? Maybe and you're right. It why my thought was why do the sting thing, then, right? If it's Jeff Jarrett, why don't you just reveal Jeff Jarrett? Why have this other guy? that I that I don't know just show up and act like sting but you're right it's because it's provoking sting maybe we're gonna get Darby Allen and sting versus fucking this guy and Jeff, and Jeff Jarrett, Jarrett. which is even worse than Jeff Jarrett sting at least well, Jeff Jarrett it- sting you could say Jeff Jarrett versus sting and put that on a on a website or something you know on a show. But, but geez man
0: yeah I don't like anything that we did here Uh, long-time listeners will know I have always thought Jeff Jarrett seems like a fine person I've heard him a couple times on his podcast I have seen his interactions in like uh, meet and greets things like that seems like a fine person he is dog shit when it comes to being a performer when it comes to him doing the thing I get it he started TNA. TNA had Samoa Joe and AJ Styles and all that stuff that wasn't him He just plucked those guys from Ring of Honor, which, credit to him, but, like, that wasn't him. When he was the champion, that fucking promotion sucked. And when he tried to start GCW, which, again, fucking sucked, this is what he does. So, like, you just got rid of CM Punk, apparently. And I'm not saying he's a cancer like that, but, like, he's gonna take up a lot of the oxygen in the room. And to your point, for what? Are we gonna get the... The um, Jerry Jarrett fans that are dormant and want Jim Cornette to be reincarnated in AEW in the form of Jeff Jarrett, just nothing makes. Not that it doesn't make sense. I get it, right? If, if they have a long-standing feud, Jeff Jarrett and Sting, okay, the story's there. It's not interesting. And on top of that, Darby Allen since his feud with MJF, where he lost uh, due to the uh, side uh tackle in a one two three he got hit with the diamond ring, but you know how Mjf beat him with the one two three great match one of the best matches uh in aew but since then he has just been spinning his wheels and with his style, he's not getting any younger. he's not gonna go any less hard. Why would you put him in this? I get trying to elevate others, but already the focus is away from Cole Carter. the focus is more on Jeff Jarrett. And I don't think Darby Allen needs to be elevated because he's already surpassed him from Jeff Jarrett. Well, that's, that's kind of it. Darby
1: Allen isn't a singles competitor in AEW to me. He's a sideshow act that either is in tag team matches or is wrestling, you know, a Jeff Jarrett type. Like it's not, he's not really there to me. He's one of these like special guests darby allen in that regard it just is weird i don't like it i am not going to be enthralled by this jeff jarrett story right and why he's mad at darby allen well and especially a young kid right he's cool like can we i mean i don't know how old he is but you know what i mean like is it like Mm -hmm. what do we have to do this it's one thing if darby allen was playing a legend killer type gimmick or he was like yeah fuck the old guys or fuck status quo wrestling but He's not, he's, he's been respectful of all of that. He's all like, right. I just, it, it, none of it makes any sense. And man, this feels like Tony Khan was geeked out to fucking talk to Jeff Jarrett and was like, yeah, let's bring you in pound. Let's fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This kind of shit is what hinders a W you're asking.
0: You ain't this lying. So let's shit, move man. on. John Moxley before his match cuts a promo and he says, Hey Lee, uh, we liked you. Just didn't think you were violent enough. So tonight, when you face me, if you were picked on in high school or you want revenge, whatever it is, but you better bring it out because I'm going to put you in a corner and make you either fight or flight. And then we get to the match. So it was a AEW world title eliminator, which again is stupid, but we don't need to waste our time on that. Uh, but it is champion John Moxley taking on challenger i guess in this case lee moriotti moriotti i don't know how to say his last name i don't Mm -hmm. back check i don't care yeah uh lee cisco uh and so this was good however it got the wheels fell off and not to any one of their faults but midway through the match we got a good back and forth moxley starts to take control and everyone stands up And everyone looks away from the ring because the NFL MVP from, I believe, three years ago, Lamar Jackson, hometown boy, starter for their hometown, Baltimore Ravens, makes his way to the uh, front row and everyone starts chanting MVP. And we're all looking at that. And hey, look. If it's Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes comes, we're doing the same fucking thing. And if you go to Tampa Bay yeah, and Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes is actually awesome. Well, you can't okay easy, but he's still an MVP. Like Lamar Jackson is very, very good. Yeah, I
1: mean, he's not yeah. Patrick Mahomes. But...
0: Well, no one is. Right, that's like saying yeah. Yeah. But you can still be proud of the guy. Yeah, like sure, yeah. But you know, but here, but here was my thing. <laughs> it was this. This wasn't a throwaway match, right? This isn't Ethan Page versus Sir Pentico. This was your world champion. Yeah, correct. John, John Moxley. Moxley.
1: I mean, I, the Lee Moriarty part. Well, I mean, he's fine. He's
0: good. And he did good in this fine. match. Yeah, no, of course. I yeah, he, he didn't good. do anything bad. Yeah. But, but if you're AEW, talk to Lamar. To, hey, can you wait two minutes? Hey, let's get you there before. Like if it was planned beforehand that he was going to come in. But you did it. At like such a again, as I as I've mentioned with AEW, it is my favorite promotion. I genuinely like it. The first three years are the best three years in pro wrestling to me, other than ECW, which you know. But no one needs to be hired in front of the camera anymore. We need everything behind the camera. One part here, a stage manager. Hey Lamar, can you hold back two minutes? Hold back. Match is over commercial go like just fucking think guys it's not goddamn hard to fucking run a show if you need help call me motherfuckers yeah. i've been doing this shit for 10 fucking years like
1: at tmac christ on score 816 Almighty. on twitter get out
0: yeah, like fucking christ you know how many times i've had special guests at my events where i fucking knew hey during the fight we're not gonna fucking distract the crowd from a good round two so i'm gonna hold them off until the end of the fight like fucking think you Dumb shit. You guys are so fucking attention to detail. Yeah. It's like they're right, it's like they're writing great paragraphs and none of the I's are dotted, none of the T's are crossed. Same thing that goes into
1: and WWE now suffers from the same problem that that AW doesn't do and kind of what you said here. The same reason there's not a stage manager going like, hey, all eyes on the product right now. Hey, can you hold back? Because all eyes on the product right now. There's also not the attention to detail of, hey, what are our storylines, right? What's number one? What's number two? What's everything we're trying to tell? Because you're not just telling the Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee story and the John Moxley story and the Jericho Appreciation Society versus Blackpool Combat Club story. You're telling the story of a professional fighting organization that is being mm-hmm. presented live to folks. And whatever, you know, the rules are made up. Loose, so everything's kind of quasi legal, and we get to see it unfold live. So if you think of it from that perspective, you start understanding like there's got to be a main story, right? There's got to be, you know, these ins and outs and the cliffhangers and the and the kind of the the worlds collide aspect that we've talked about, and there just isn't that attention. In that regard, there's an attention to detail, making sure we don't see. The mattress there to catch somebody falling from a ring, you know, a cage. We don't, you know, we don't get somebody to stop the big oh. celebrity in the building from walking yeah. out mid-match. Just all oh, sorts was, of these little pitfalls.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's more of it to come, especially during the women's match, which was just horrendous. Was it was, Well, we'll get to it. But in this match, John Moxley wins. The thing that I did like about John Moxley is this was another good match because he beat ethan page who was on commentary and ethan page said like i lost similar way that lee did is that you know john moxley is known as the blood and guts and uh street fight and everything but in these matches like the one tonight he can show you like i'll beat you with an arm bar like you think all i can do is barbed wire or you know uh well, not a Canadian destroyer, but like a pile driver to the outside. Well, no, I'm going to show you a technical wrestling match and I'm going to show you a technical move that submits the guy. So I like that part of John Moxley where he's showing you as the world champion, he's more than just what you think he is glorified GCW guy or yeah. whatever.
1: Another interesting aspect here. and We talked about this with the Jericho Appreciation Society of make me miss you.
0: You mm-hmm. don't
1: got to be there every week. Mm-hmm. No, we did not see. We didn't see the devil. We didn't see MJF out here to to watch over Moxley. We didn't see, you know what I mean? We Mm -hmm. didn't see him lurking. We didn't see him getting interfered. Now there was a cliffhanger of him being beaten up. So that explains his absence, but here we go. He's absent, right? I don't have to Mm -hmm. see him this week. I know what the story is going to get to that.
0: Definitely. So here's the thing that I wanted to talk to you about those post-match. Ethan page walks in. Or runs in, attacks John Moxley. John Moxley and Lee are beating him down. Uh, hey, you know, there we go. We're we're standing tall. And I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit to make my point here. So after the Chris Jericho match, Jericho grabs the the announcer, Ian, whatever his name is. Good yeah, announcer. I, I like him. But oh, good. Yeah. he grabs him. Yeah. What?
1: Yeah, he's good. He's like a better Tom yeah, Phillips.
0: Yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. Phil's a great role. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But your guy, John Moxley, gets beat up here, and the Blackpool Combat Club just goes, ah. Well, I mean, poor John. Fucking guy that you don't know gets his glasses broke, and Cesaro and Brian Danielson and uh, the whole crew, Yuta, are fucking running out. Separately, they weren't
1: hanging out with each other. They all come out separately. One guy was in catering. One guy was taking a shit. One guy was out working on his fucking car, fixing a flat tire. What it
0: made me think is, and if again, I'm just taking this from, if you told me what happened tonight, what my immediate thought would be is, seems like maybe the Black Fool Combat Club's afraid of the firm and not afraid of Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah. Why wouldn't you beat up the firm? They beat up your guy, but you're going to go after Jericho Appreciation Society because... You know them kind of thing like
1: yeah, they didn't help no Moxley, sense. but they helped whatever the fuck guys Glass guys. something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ian farts in his mouth or whatever the fuck his name is. Um I think that's it. Yeah, I think it is. Uh put that down. Ian <laughs> yeah. farts in his mouth.
1: <laughs> Might be the show title.
0: <laughs> yeah, there it is. So afterwards, uh Saraya does her sit-down interview, and it's supposed to be with brit Baker, led by Renee Paquette. But Renee Paquette Brings to our attention, Britt Baker said, "I ain't showing up to this shit." So we get more of a sit-down, one-on-one interview between Renee Paquette and Soraya. And I thought it was pretty good. I thought she explained some things: why she came to AW, why now. I thought this was done pretty well. Now, I think it was fun, but kind of a dorky way of saying, "Like, hey, are you going to come back and wrestle?" And she goes, "Well." There's one more doctor I need to talk to. I mean, it's Britt Baker. Of course. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: fine, but like.
1: needs to get her dental clearing before she can.
0: Maybe, but like, I don't know if she was trying to be coy and like, who's the doctor? I think so. But that's not it. Like, that's. Uh, Anyhow, cool. it was good. Yeah, yeah. it was fine. And I like if she would have presented it in a different way, I think I would have liked it better if she would have been like, but there's one like a threat. Like there's one more doctor, I got to see like, oh, shit, we know she's talking about Brit. But the way she said it was like, "Yeah, just say before I announce
1: I'm able to return to the ring, I have to meet with one more doctor. And then she comes out next week or whenever. says, I said I have to consult with one more doctor and I'm gonna do that right here live in Poughkeepsie. For all of you, wherever the fuck they are, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And she says, let's bring out the doctor. Dr. Britt Baker, D, M, D, and then we get that showdown, which will be fine. I mean, that'll be fine.
0: Well, and that's what I think was is going to happen. I just think she could have said it better because she said it Correct. like she really wants this person's input when it really she doesn't. She just wants to beat her up. Yeah. Anyhow, that's just yeah, Because
1: it honestly felt odd because it was kind of like. It, she was like well I, i'm gonna get to that part but i want to save it because i just have one more doctor to talk about and then they were like cut and it was like well, wait a minute I need, I need a follow-up question to like mm-hmm. so you're not clear which kind of doctor are you speaking to right like right. Yeah. again renee man just can't get these internet or these um these interviews off the ground man something's always going wrong with them or renee always but she's doing great she oh, did this course, really well it's not her fault
0: she, she's like awesome a,
1: there's no stage manager that's why i
0: tell you that much for sure uh, then we move on and we get Billy Gunn's birthday bash. And how much fun was this? I will say, and maybe I'm just in a critical mood, and I apologize if that's the case. I'm in a lot of pain. We'll talk about that later. But uh, I thought this was honestly the weakest rap yep. from Max Caster. It was kind of yeah. like when MJF did the cosplay of a baby face yeah it was still max caster doing max caster stuff but it was all you yeah, know birthday this, daddy you and know all and, this
1: felt very pedestrian and, and very much like go out there and play the hits yes and just get to the next town and i just even this like they they, they had to get somebody's sign from the crowd as a gift for them uh <laughs>
0: well even the crowd was like what are you talking about i didn't bring anything we weren't told to bring anything bring a gift right yeah
1: so it was just odd and then yeah they, i mean the you know they 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 got adoption papers that's kind well, of well. that's the right? payoff that's yeah. the
0: fun part if we would have stayed focused and yeah. just said hey we're the acclaimed it's billy Gunn's birthday bash we have one huge surprise that we have for billy Gunn. it's the adoption papers it's cleaner it's more Focus and i know
1: i know this was they they, they got his hands that way wrapped up because uh, swerve strickland kidnapped him which by the way rampage swerve strickland kidnapped a human mm-hmm. tortured him mm-hmm. and then just a la dexter loomis just like billy ass is showing up with his hands taped and he's like yeah fuck it we'll talk about that later happy time anyway so he's got his hands wrapped up because of that but you know never know mine nothing bothers daddy ass right yeah but the thing they missed here is the casts or the wrap should have been done in a scissoring i know we set this up so they could have the foam
0: fingers yeah the foam fingers was the payoff and so buy the foam fingers i get that part right so that was good And the foam fingers I'm going to have. Oh, of course. As soon as they're on sale, yeah, you're going to see them on this podcast. That's great. Nobody's
1: going to suspect anything because they're just a peace sign. Hey, what's up, man? Just peace sign. Yeah. And then
0: you meet Uh, another guy
1: with one and you fucking scissor him.
0: And your questions about, hey, you captured someone and all of that, we'll get to, because again, we're doing Mm -hmm. chronological order, but Keith Lee brought up a lot of interesting points when it was Swerve Strickland and Rick Ross, which how rick fucking ross you had lamar jackson and rick ross if this wrestling is not made for the real fucking people i don't know what what this is because this is not bubblegum celebrities this is like rick ross is the real real you know what i mean he's like first of all uh have you seen his video with um dj Khaled about almond milk and his conspiracy theory oh yes it's the best it's yes yeah I thought Keith Lee should have came with almond milk, but anyhow, that was just me. Uh, But with this, we get to the adoption papers. I thought that was a good payoff. That was fun. Billy Gunn seemed genuinely touched. He's like, I'm going to be your daddy as expected (laughs) and as expected, because this did make sense. Mm -hmm. Then the ass boys come out and like, Hey, what the fuck? Yeah. We are your kids. (laughs) But for them to stay true to who they are, they said, Oh man, well, we did know about this birthday bash, so we did we did get you something. And then W. Morrissey with the big foot foot to yep. daddy ass. Uh-huh. And then they run in to beat up uh the acclaimed for then FTR to come out because again, Ass Boys cost FTR the match against Swerving Our Glory. And that the, the ending made sense. It was too much. Hey, we're gonna grab from a fan. Hey, uh Billy Gunn couldn't go to the celebration. You know what we're talking about? And he yeah. does a suck it. Which, which was again, fun, too.
1: That was a great line.
0: But again, yeah. the, t- the fucking uh, camera missed, missed. it. Mm-hmm. Fucking t- God. Jesus, Mary. Um, just It's not hard. It's not fucking hard. Yeah. But they make it hard. I won't get upset because um, I like AEW. But here's the fun part. FTR gets the belts. And they slowly hand it to the acclaimed. What do we think about this? Is FTR going to bypass Swerving Our Glory and get those first shots at uh, the acclaimed?
1: Maybe. Well, I think what we'll get is we're going to get, we're going to do the run it back, Swerving Our Glory acclaimed. We'll allude to Swerving Our Glory's issues later. Spoiler alert. That may come to a head, costing them that match acclaimed are still your tank of champions while over here we've got the FTR taking out the ass boys or maybe the ass boys find a way to scheme out those ROH titles or whatever like you said mm-hmm. right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and then FTR claimed after that
0: so it was announced for next week that it's going to be the acclaimed and FTR versus swerving our glory and the ass boys I think this is where we get again. I keep saying it every week. It's it's my John Cena turns heel, but I think this is when Swerve Strickland turns on Keith Lee. I don't even think we're gonna get part three of Swerving Our Glory and the uh, Acclaimed. I think that's what happens. Maybe
1: John Cena shows up. Yeah.
0: Hey, the real ones are showing up in AEW. Trina, Rick Ross, Kevin Gates, uh, no, West Side Gun. I mean, John Cena's right in there with them all, you know, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so after the FTR group, uh, gang, whatever you want to call them, tag team, hands the titles back to the acclaimed, we go backstage with Tony Schiavone. And he is with his best friend, Britt Baker. And she just says, cut the bullshit. Jamie and I want to wrestle. That's what we want to do. So on Wednesday, or excuse me, on Friday, Find us something. We got an open challenge. Us two versus any two women. Bring it. And then they do the DMD, which, again, Tony Schiavone does with her. Jamie Hayter does not. She just, you know,
1: is true to who
0: she is. Later on in the night, though, it's announced that at full gear, it's going to be Tony Storm taking on Jamie Hayter. It was also shown in a video package that Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm actually were BFFs and that during the pandemic which side note it's still a pandemic uh they lived together and uh now they're not friends so i guess my question to you is early prediction early uh um, Yes, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Uh, what do you think happens here with Jamie and So yeah, 27? maybe we're
1: setting up the tag team match so that we can get a little bit of tension again, right? Get them mm-hmm. in a spot where they're like, Hey, hey, what's going on? And then we build to this like, Hey, we were friends again and but then Britt Baker's there trying to mess things up. Maybe cost Jamie hater the match. Jamie hater proceeds to beat that ass like she owes her money, and then now we've got
0: yeah, you, you know what I think? This would be fun. This is how I'm writing it. If I had a pencil, I would show it to you, but I don't. Mm-hmm. But this is how I would do it. There, there it is. I would do the tag match next week is or Friday is Jamie Hater, Britt Baker, open challenge. It's answered by Tony Storm, Hikaru Shida, or whoever, right? Other person. Through shenanigans, Britt Baker, Jamie Hader win. They pin Tony Storm. Jamie Hader pins Tony Storm because of shenanigans, whatever that is. Tony Storm looks at her like, "You I think you could have beat me, but like you chose to do it the wrong way, right?" And then Britt Baker is like, "Yeah, we won." And Jamie Hader looks at Britt Baker and says, "Hey, I'm going to fight her legit. Like I'm going to prove to her that I can beat her." Then, at full gear, I have Britt Baker costs Jamie Hader the match. Now we on get purpose. that on purpose. Like, no, yeah, you, I'm,
1: the only, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, the, the only
0: champion. Yeah. I'm the only champion in this group. Cost her the match. So then we get those two to go off with each other. I believe Thunder Rosa is going to be coming back sooner rather than later. I would not be shocked at the end of full gear. If it's Tony Storm holds her title up Thunder Rosa holds her title up. Then we're going to get yeah. that match. Thunder Rosa Beats Tony Storm, Jamie Hader comes out on the Victoria side against Britt Baker. Jamie Hader, Thunder Rosa. Jamie Hader beats Thunder Rosa, oh, wow. becomes champ. And guess who is the first one to congratulate her? Tony Storm. Like That's it. what you do. MMP. Like it, like it. Yeah. Well, none of it's gonna happen. Tony you know. Khan is gonna fucking forget three things and then come up with two of them. No, last bring minute. somebody um, over
1: from New Japan that we had never heard. Yeah, of and they'll win the title.
0: Yeah, the young, the young boy uh, who holds the ropes for Shibata. He's coming in. Fucking who cares? Uh, speaking of fun, though, we got our our third match of the night. The Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, Chris Jericho, taking on um, any opponent, open challenge, yeah. who is a former champion in Ring of Honor. Doesn't matter. Women, pure, tag, heavyweight, whatever it wants. And son of a bitch, the most shocking moment of the night, ahead. yeah. Uh
1: huh.
0: Colt Cabana Polk walks Cabana. out, boom, boom, and baby. And he's emotional. You can see that it looked like he just cried before he walked out. Yeah, they're chanting boom, boom. They're chanting Colt Cabana. Sounds
1: like a settlement has been finalized. <laughs> That's
0: what it feels well, like. Well, and also, it kind of proved. It kind of proved CM Punk uh, right or wrong, excuse me, where he said, I have nothing to do with Colt Cabana not showing up the entire time you're in AEW, 13 months, to my knowledge, we didn't see Colt Cabana one fucking time. The first time your resolution with AEW is finalized, whatever that may be, Colt Cabana shows back up, just shows up. Now, this puts a big wrench in what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <With CM Punk. laughs>
1: yeah, it might not be happening. Yeah. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> now, that's again to say, I mean, money is money. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we'll see. But I get the feeling CM Punk, CM Punk, Bill Brooks, as it were, now views himself as above AEW, so he won't be talking to them, I'll go talk to someone else.
0: To to peek behind the curtain, just to have this side conversation real quick. Because I don't like to go into the the rumors and all the bullshit, right? Yeah. However, we were at all out. Mm -hmm. CM Punk raises the championship. MJF says, I'm coming for the championship. Before Punk really got into all of this bullshit, it's him and Tony Khan, and they're sitting there like, oh, can you not wait for all the money we're going to make? Because this is going to be the best storyline of the winter or whatever you want to call it. At the end of the year, we're going to kill it. And in a month's time, Tony Khan is now saying, hey, Colt Cabana, let's give a fuck you to CM Punk. We're going to put you on TV. So I just don't get because, again, the fight was between the Young Bucks and CM Punk. Tony Khan has said plenty of times, "Hey, I think it's good sometimes when not everyone gets along backstage because that makes for better television." Yeah. So what? I oh, I, I, I gotta what, know.
1: I think what C, what CM Punk's where CM Punk went wrong here. And again, we actually this might be answering somebody who commented on our YouTube. I don't know if you saw that where I said if somebody's telling you CM Punk was in the right here, asked them to show you their tattoos because they Mm -hmm. probably have weird tattoos. Ten times Mm -hmm. out of nine, I said. Mm -hmm. And this person said, I'll get no tattoos, and I'm waiting for you to tell me what CM Punk did wrong. 100% right. What CM Punk did wrong here to be fired is he was publicly airing his grievances with profanity about employees of the company and degrading the decisions made of the CEO While he was sitting next to the motherfucker that gets you fired in every fucking job in every fucking job that gets you fired. So what did CM Punk do wrong? That you can say he was right in what he said, but fuck all that subjective. (laughs) Like what he did was an asshole dickhead move. You can say hangman did a dickhead move by calling him out on a, on a promo. Those two things aren't fucking equal, right? Like that's not that one is a belligerent asshole and one guy's taking a pot shot in a fucking game where they do that towards each other. Mm -hmm. So that's what he fucking did wrong. And that's where Tony Khan was probably like, Hey, Jesus, man. You know what I mean? Like you're like we said, you're shit talking the hiring decisions of, of who's running the fucking company here, I fucking hired those people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like I fucking hired you. Like, I signed your fucking check too, which I don't want to do anymore now because of the way you
0: fucking talked about me. So I guess then, do you think Tony Khan put on a poker face sitting next to CM Punk Oh, yeah. During that press oh, conference. Oh, yeah. We can,
1: because we can watch that back and I'll find the moments where he'll say something. You can kind of see Tony Khan be like, You know what I mean? Like, again, I think in the moment, Tony Khan's also got a bit of a shock. You know, when you go into that kind of like, just fucking get through this, just fucking, you're like, I don't fucking what is going on. And you just kind of go into your corporate speak. So, like, but you can tell he was uncomfortable as all get out several times when CM Punk would start to, and then CM Punk's cutting him off. Again, that also gets you fired. If you're cutting off your CEO at a press conference, Titus O'Neill wasn't seen for years because he grabbed Vince so he didn't get run into by somebody. <laughs> like, Well, that's a psychopath. Just, I mean, yes, I know, Vince yeah. is a psychopath, but, I mean, that's yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Like, you don't – yeah, you don't go out there and just start F-bombing a fucking press conference sitting next to the CEO and then saying the people that he hired to be his high-ranking executives are fucking children right. and you're fucking just shoving crumbs all over – like, the – Utmost of unprofessionalism displayed I've seen of of many I, I've seen high ranking athletes go off the cuff, right? But this was up there, right? Athletes yeah. is you know yeah, the word I mean, I'm using yeah, here yeah. to apply. But yeah, yeah look, that's why. And then the thing became after the fight, CM Punk was probably like, I want them out of here. And Tony Khan's like, I'm not fucking getting rid of of Kenny Omega and the young boy Like, that's not fucking happening. And who knows, they're probably over there saying the same shit too. And it was probably like, Well, hey, listen, I overpaid this guy for the results I'm probably getting. You know what I mean? Like he, he he probably makes money off CM Punk, but he also probably like risk versus reward at this point versus those guys and everything. It's probably mm-hmm. just like, hey, listen, go do it somewhere else then.
0: Okay, I guess, yeah, I guess th- throughout the entire thing, the tweets that I would see from people I like that follow the journalist, yeah. it was always this beef between the elite and CM Punk. And I always thought, yes, to your point, what he did was unprofessional. But I thought Tony Khan was more like god damn it but like he sold out because if you recall go back a couple press conferences ago at whatever that pay-per-view was but when tony khan slamming his hand on the t- table saying cm punk makes us the most money cm punk is the this and like i thought that that's still in his head and it in this move here colt cabana is a direct breaking kayfabe middle finger to cm punk so so i just wonder where that relationship between those two went sour
1: and maybe we also don't know what we gathered from the press conference the scrum cm punk discussed ongoing legal issues he had and he started dragging scott colton about things about like sharing a bank account with his mother which may be for several innocuous reasons but yeah um it sounds like, remember, he's like, I've got all the emails. It sounds like CM Punk is toxic. Phil Brooks is toxic, which we've all kind of understood. And maybe when then having to deal with him in a legal issue, following that, you start kind of pulling up those those rose-colored glasses off. Be like, oh, I don't give a fuck that he makes the most money. I don't want to have to fucking babysit this guy. And yeah. then when you start displaying that back and CM Punk starts feeling like he's losing a power struggle this is what people like cm punk do with this kind of mm-hmm. approach to interactions with other humans is it's about i'm on top i have the fucking the hand here and then at some point tony khan's like oh no 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 right then it becomes like a, i'm the guy here. yeah maybe that's yeah,
0: what i happening. could pay it's you just... out
1: right now with my fuck with a check of my personal right. money so shut the
0: fuck but off. you understand what i'm saying is it, it just it was it was very shocking yeah the was timing a Oh, it was a very that cool Colt turnaround. Band. Yeah, but, and In one with the Colt Cabana
1: thing—it was probably that. It was probably like now, after I've dealt with all these contracts, and I, re- I realize what everybody's saying. He was an asshole, and everybody was trying to tell me they didn't want you. That Eddie Kingston promo is very clearly now, like that. Also, well, that's also what CM Punk was talking about. Like that also was like somebody going off script or saying something he didn't expect mm-hmm. and he didn't like. And, and what's he gonna do
0: to Eddie Kingston? Though? Right. What's he gonna nothing. do to Eddie
1: Kingston? Right. So it just—it's just that I think. I think the the shine wore off of CM Punk after all of this, right? Like, Tony Khan probably mm-hmm. tried to make it work, probably thought, like, no, no, this isn't that bad. And
0: then, and then, switch, then as everything the
1: unfolded, it was probably like, God damn, right. What am I going to do? Maybe you're right. What yeah. would I do? Like, what would I do? The other option is get rid of the Young Bucks, get rid of Kenny Omega, get rid, get of, rid of, of the Kings, whole room. get rid of Man, yeah. which has been get the Get rid of the identity. whole locker room for yeah, CM Punk. For yeah, for CM yeah. Punk, who might then turn around in a year and be like, fuck these people you brought in, they don't fucking
0: blow me when i come out here too so it's like all right well yeah sorry phil you gotta go so in this match chris jericho gets the victory it was fine There, all the fun stuff happened uh and then as mentioned post-match JS takes out uh ian whatever his name is farts and, in his mouth yeah ian farts in his mouth and again the blackpool combat club go out to save him
1: i also didn't like the one by one nature again it was like what i get we're trying to make a pop for everybody i see what you're trying to do here but again it just if if i'm watching a story that i'm supposed to believe is real mm-hmm. what the fuck why why were you all sporadically placed about again i mean i guess it could well, be what i said earlier right one was in catering one was taking a shit one was fucking or maybe I
0: mean? one was like hey i've got this you guys hang back okay well, fuck, he doesn't have he it. He doesn't All we yeah, known. I mean, right. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. So, Maybe there's, that's there's what plausible
1: it. reasons, but yeah. I just, but still, I, I, but I get what, what you What was saying. bothering me was like, so Cesaro comes out and I'm like, God damn it. Here we go. We made, a, I made YouTube videos this last week about are we finally done? JAS versus Blackpool Combat Club. And no, we're not because one by one,
0: one by one, here they come and we're going to do it some more. Well, if I'm peeking behind the curtain, I think the reason why is the decision has been made by whoever it is. Apparently fucking Chris Jericho. Cause apparently he has got that pull at AEW that at the pay-per-view December 10th, it's going to be Chris Jericho versus Claudio in a rematch for the world championship, which then I think will lead to who the fuck is really going to beat Jericho for this championship. Very similar to when, Kenny Omega took on Christian at all out two years ago and it brought out Adam Cole and it brought out Brian Danielson and you forget about Christian in about four seconds. So I think that's what we're doing. I hope, gotcha. I hope the we're not the continuing match comes yeah. out like, Samoa Joe or whoever yeah, yeah. it is. Right. Yeah. Right. Tyler, uh, CM Punk. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, low key. Someone like that. Right. I still think it should be Adam Cole, but anyhow, um, Bruce. No, he already beat him, didn't he? Yeah, Anyhow, no, yeah, who cares? Yeah. Uh, one thing I forgot about, though, in this breakdown is there was a quick montage about the elite. Yeah. We saw the elite win the trios championship at All Out, which we were at. And then you see an editor's hand and then apparently like a Final Cut Pro or some type of editing system. And they go to Death Triangle winning And then they show that and then they say death triangle is your trios champion. And then they erase the elite go back to death triangle
1: Yeah.
0: And then they go to the all elite logo, all elite wrestling logo and the E goes away. And then so does the rest of the logo.
1: So Interesting. So this now sounds like it's more pointed at death triangle,
0: right? I think it's more pointed at the company still, but I think they're, their sites are yeah. hey those are ours we're still the yeah. trios so, champions. So It's a little different
1: i we we were somewhat worried about hey don't run it back don't don't just show me a few more videos the added layer was the the editing right the uh, yes. the, the video editor now we'll say this Discussed. no new hires in front of the camera for AEW. we should hire for behind the camera We think that so much that I thought, at first moment, this was a legitimate fuck up. I thought we were seeing some production elements. Yeah, and then I got it when they went back. The second thing I was like, "Okay, I see what they're doing." How often you guys fuck up that I thought you idiots? (laughs) I was like, "What are you doing?" Now, admittedly, I was kind of looking away doing some other things, so I wasn't like glued in mm-hmm. watching so I if I watched it back maybe it's a little bit more obvious than I first got it but eh, yeah I mean but they discuss specifically the trios champion now if next week we do something else and it's about Kenny Omega but if it's directly about the trios title and, and the and I think it is
0: yeah, yeah. and I think as we I'll, I'll just shoot ahead a little bit here Uh well actually it leads us into the next match So, the next match was for the All-Atlantic Triple Threat Champion, or the All-Atlantic Championship. It was a triple threat between Orange Cassidy, your champion, Ray Phoenix, and Luchasaurus. This was fun. This was your standard, fun AEW match. Again, when AEW says, we're going to our homegrown talent, we're going to focus on them, that's when I feel like I can take that, show it to someone who's strictly a WWE fan, and say, check out the dinosaur, the fast and furious cosplayer and one of the best luchadors in the world don't you want to see that and they might go like fuck yeah like that's when aw's at its best is when they do matches like this so we had all the fun spots we also get jungle boy jack perry with one of the most vicious full sprint spears to luchasaurus going through a table which i thought i mean those tables i know can probably collapse at a you know a strong wind but they still break off and can hit you in some crazy places but jungle boy does the spear after a couple chair shots and is laughing is like you son of a bitch which I thought was a good touch was like you just wasn't hurt too he's like you son of a bitch I got you right then leads pot coming down with the hammer which he talked about in the promo earlier is like you know how you win use the fucking hammer Ray Phoenix grabs a hammer I don't need the fucking hammer As soon as he does that. I don't fucking need the hammer big orange punch orange Cassidy gets the victory. So before we get into the post-match of this one, that leads into dissension amongst two of the death triangle guys. And if you go back to the elite coming back, that's an easy story to tell, right? The elite beat death triangle, death triangle disintegrates because Pac is the real heel Lucha bros are the baby faces. Right. So we got everything set up. I think if that's I the so route too. that I, I think, think we're so going.
1: too. And yeah, that was, that was good though. This is consistent storytelling with the hammer thing. So even if yeah. it doesn't involve the elite, I liked where that was going. So,
0: mm-hmm. but I think that's where it goes, right. Is the elite finally come back and say, Hey, we were going to get what was truly ours is the trios championship. Death triangle. Probably Pac will be like, yeah, Fuck you up right now. And Lucha Bros are like, tonight? All right, got you know, and then Pac tries to cheat. One of Ray Phoenix probably stops him. Pac gets hit with a one-winged angel. The elite get the championships back. Hey, we're gonna take over AEW like it should be. Death Triangle then fights amongst themselves. That's what I think will happen. Uh, but after this match, Orange Cassidy uh is still your all Atlantic champion, and apparently. You get your dream shot? i never heard of this before, where the champion gets to pick his dream opponent? Okay. Hey, it's a, it's a cool wrinkle. Again, I've never heard it before. I would get it right. Hey, I'm champion. I would always love to fight that guy. But I thought
1: in pro wrestling folklore here is champions can just name whoever. They can be like, hey, I'm giving you a title shot tonight like they always True. have. Always True. have and always will. So But I guess somebody was not wanting to fight for the championship, and then they were like, "No, you're in this match." Maybe. Well,
0: well, from what we got, and we get Shibata walking out to make the save uh, because Pac is then beating up Orange Cassidy. I think the kayfabe thinking is Orange Cassidy is forcing the hand of AEW management to get the New Japan Pro Wrestling guy Shibata. It's not an elite person. It's not an elite person. It's anyone I want. Yeah, it's Shibata bread. Which, again, another fun fucking matchup. I believe it's happening next week, or no, it's happening Friday. Orange Cassidy versus, you know, we always talk about Minoru Suzuki being angry grandpa. His grandson is Shibata. Shibata had to stop wrestling for a period of time because he was doing legitimate headbutts to fucking people. Because I guess he thinks it's real. It's not. Yeah. We don't his style is fun for the viewer, but as if I were the employer, I would always take him to the side and be like, brother, don't hurt my talent. Don't hurt my talent. And it doesn't make you any tougher when someone says, yeah, when someone says, here's my chest and you go, guess what? Fucking kicking it as hard as I can. That's not impressive. That's not. Everyone could do that now, depending on your levels of strength, it's more well, impactful you Do it. Sure. But right. But yeah. like anyone who says it's like slap fighting, have you seen this new bullshit yes. slap fighting? Yeah. Who the fuck cares? You're just saying, here's my chin. And I'm going to say slap you yeah. off slap fighting and Dana white. Fuck you. Um, hate that bitch. Uh, till so Friday we're getting Shibata that guy. And Orange the glory Cassidy hole to take yeah. on Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. This is going to be some weirdo fun, right?
1: Yes, it'll be fun. I I think I was thinking about this with Rampage when I saw Swerve Strickland kidnap a human. We discussed how Rampage would be better if Rampage was live. Mhm. But if they can't do live for whatever reasons, it's infinitely more expensive to do a live show than than a tape show and mm-hmm scheduling and touring and all that but let it be the thing where people might get kidnapped Uh, you know what i mean mfr might wind up a foot up his ass right like literally right like let's get something let's do the zany crazy stuff to where i would be like hey you gotta check out rampage it's only an hour but holy shit guy got his balls cut off or whatever (laughs) you know what i mean like something crazy that kind of enhances the story so you gotta kind of see it i don't know um and but this sure might be a hard hitting match but i don't get that feel from it right where i'm like ah got to see this or i might miss something cool
0: i think we're going to see something cool because i've always liked the aspect of baby face baby face mm-hmm. and again it's not same styles where it's i'm going to top you by kicking you harder than you know you're going to kick me it's too completely you know two ends sloth, of the spectrum yeah exactly sloth and then 100% so that's the interesting part for me. And there's not a clear, this is a baby face, this is a heel. So you kind got to know how that match is going to work. They're both baby faces. So the hell? We, get, we actually might hear Orange Cassidy get booed. Yeah, maybe. There's people, if you saw how Shibata walked out, that crowd went crazy for him. They love him. And the best friends walked out with him and stuff. So he's amongst friends, right? The and best so, friends. The best friends. So I'm very interested to see how they work out of this kind of jam that they put themselves in. That was the unique
1: thing too, was best friends. Cause I mean, that's orange Cassidy's best friends, right? But they're there with Rocky Romero and this guy, which is, yeah.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting, Very unique aspect. Sure. So I'm interested into it Friday night. uh, And again, another live episode of rampage. That is how it needs to be. I like this. Here's where here's where I would do. If we really want to have some fucking fun if Shibata wants to puff his chest out and be like, "Oh, I'm the toughest guy in the world." Uh Mike Tyson's on commentary. Have Mike Tyson hit him. Then let's see how fucking tough you are, bud. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson at 56 is still going to fuck you up. Go ask Roy Jones Jr.
1: Yeah, that's a thing with Rampage where it's like, "Okay, something might happen." I got it. That's the kind of thing is, you get all your celebrity guest commentators and stuff put all that on rampage.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Um and then after this, uh I kind of messed up my notes. I apologize. Let's get into uh we get the backstage of Swerve Strickland and Rick Ross. <gasps> and they're celebrating because they're just living life. It's boom boom boom. The best, I'm the boss. Rick Ross. Yeah. Mark Henry should have been in this segment by the way. Mark Henry should have been standing next to Rick Ross. And then they've done it like who's who, right? A full that circle moment
1: been. for the Spanish announce table
0: for us, <laughs> for us, the best moment, but I understand why they didn't do it. But Keith Lee walks in as they're celebrating. Tony Schiavone trying to press swerve a little bit. I'm like, why did you do all this stuff? And he's like, man, we'll miss me with that kind of stuff. Me and Rick Ross, we're hanging out. We'd love five people. Then Keith Lee walks in side eyes, kind of the whole situation. Says, so Swerve, you've been talking to Rick Ross, but I've been texting you, and I've been calling you, and you're not answering any of my calls. So, now that we're here, let's talk about Friday. And the most interesting question I thought was, so you did all this to Billy Who filmed it, Billy? Or who filmed it, Swerve? Who filmed you?
1: Rick Ross. Thank
0: (laughs) you. I mean, the way you would have thought, maybe. Rick Ross sounded
1: like he was about to do that to Tony Schiavone if he didn't act right.
0: Uh, not, well, I mean, poor Tony. Uh, so I thought this is where we're going to get some fun stuff next week. As I mentioned, uh, what is it? Eight man tag, whatever. Uh, I don't do math. Um, But swerving our glory, obviously having dissension. What do you think? What, what happens on this eight man tag?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think we're getting the breakup on Rampage, right? But we'll just get more. Of the thing, right? They bump into each other or swerves like F this. I'm going to go drink with Rick Ross or something leaves the match. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I think, I think the pivot is FTR acclaimed. I think they realized, Hey, swerving our glory. is more interesting against each other than together. That's ran its course. I think we're going to figure a way out of that, of them. Number one contenders. It's going to be open. Well, who got uh, screwed in their match to become number one contenders FTR FTR takes out Ass Boys. FTR then looks at Acclaimed and goes, "Let's let's get to this." And then I'm hoping we get that edge back from the Acclaimed because everyone loves FTR. Everywhere they go, they're getting the biggest cheers, or you know, up in the top three biggest cheers of the night. Acclaimed is too sure. But Acclaimed isn't going to like when they walk out and, you know, during the match they hear FTR. So Whoa. I want Max Caster. I want Anthony Bowens to get a little more Well, here's
1: what I know aggressive. to be true as well. Wrestling is cyclical. And what works in wrestling then can work in wrestling now, where catchphrases is always a thing, right? <laughs> the crowd wants to chant. They want to be in on the thing. But nowadays, you can't run... Damn NWO wolf pack where everybody's got a catchphrase and we all say it for fucking six months anymore, right? Mm-hmm. The scissoring thing is gonna die sooner than you want it to. So if we don't have something to to move into, if your thing's gonna be catchphrases and and, and silly things, you better be thinking about the next one and throwing stuff up 1, against the wall percent. and finding something that catches fire because this will get old quick. Yeah,
0: I agree. And I think if anyone can. It's the acclaimed. They are yeah. tapped into the oh, the trends of oh, the raps
1: may help find something too. So I, I, mean, I believe it could be there. But this to today kind of felt like
0: we're leaning a little hard on this now. Yeah, this felt playing the hits as you said earlier. Hey, right? Oh, well, let's do that. Free bird. Uh, Exactly, and that's where I hope FTR can get them the acclaimed back into. Hey, you bald cops or whatever they're going to call them. Right. That's what I want more from the acclaimed because the thing that wrestling, I feel like has always messed up is we've got a heel that's catching fire or a heel tag team in this case, and they're catching fire. And so what we do is they organically turn baby face because we love them. Yep. But then they lose the thing yeah. that then we like well, Becky Lynch,
1: baby face. Yeah, Stuff.
0: Becky Correct. Lynch is the biggest attribute of this. The yeah. man, right? The authority yeah. can suck it, Triple H and all that. And then by the time she gets pregnant, she's just doing big clothes, big time. And we- fuck that version, yeah. right? So with this, with the acclaimed,
1: yeah, they need to be doing stuff that is is sophomoric to the extent where they're annoying their competitors and the competitors are like you dorks it's not even cool but it is cool to the people who are like yeah fuck them right? <laughs> like yeah yeah that's right if i can give them a wet willy or whatever it is right like do those things where we're like yeah fuck them right you know mm-hmm. like, it's what dx did with the crotch up it was just it was something that wasn't proper something that maybe didn't even make sense right like they, they would just do these things that would annoy the other competitors and thereby the people who are straight laced and like like the John Cena's and that kind of thing. Right? Well, John Cena is
0: that John Cena is the one who I thought did it the best before he completely sold out to the hustle loyalty yeah, he and respect changed things up. But when frequently. he was doing the rap thing, he was always like in Boston wearing the Yankees Jersey, but then he did not change a thing about who he was, except for you noticed in Kansas city, he's wearing the chiefs Jersey, right? And it's subtle it's still a jersey right he was still wearing the jersey but now it's the hometown team and with the acclaimed one of the things that they were known for is cutting down the hometown of wherever they're at right just take that part out cut down whoever that person is in the ring like you did already and then i think we got something good and like you said scissoring going to get old quicker than you want it to so what's next and for again Those two, I think they'll figure it out. They'll know what it is before we mean,
1: Look, you could keep the scissoring as, like, your thing, but making it your whole entire presentation has got to end soon. Keep scissoring as part, like, instead of tagging, you guys scissor in and out of the ring. I
0: think that's perfect. Yeah, I think that is a perfect idea. (laughs) What was not perfect, Tim, was match number five. Uh, The AEW TBS champion, Jade Cargill, in just a train wreck of a segment yeah, with bad. the worst wrestler on AEW's roster. worse than that, Cade Kendrick, whoever the fuck it was earlier in the night. Marina Shafir, who is bad. So bad. bad. Seems like a good person. Sharkbait yeah. knows her. Says she's very pleasant to be around. She's married to Roderick Strong. Nothing against her personally. But for her to take up time on the flagship show, she isn't ready for it. On top of that, we didn't know what we were doing. We had Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero kind of doing commentary, but then not doing commentary. And Jade Cargill wrestling, and then maybe going after Nyla Rose, but then still wanting to keep her undefeated streak. And then Marina Shafir just, getting her ass kicked Yeah. and then we missed the shot of one of the baddies is going to jump Nyla Rose to get the title. But Nyla Rose took her out because we missed it and we just got that baddie looking at her head or something or looking at her hand. Just a train wreck. I hated this segment. This is one of the worst segments they've yeah, ever it was
1: bad. I, it was all very annoying. And I know like the Nyla Rose and Vicki Guerrero part was supposed to be annoying. Not and good. It was though. annoying in a bad way.
0: Yeah, it was go away heat, as they say in the business. Uh, Not the like, ooh, I want to boo you, right? And the camera work was god-awful. We missed everything. We didn't know where to look. No one was told what the next spot was, apparently. It was the... If you want want to know why I get so upset with AEW's television product, just watch this match. This is the definition of it wholeheartedly. The wrestling was fine. Jade Cargill is still doing really good, especially with the small experience that she has. Marina Shafir did fine. She, you know, served her part. But everything else was doo-doo feces. Now let's get into... Oh, Tim, we forgot. That match... Oh, yeah. ...was right before the main event. So it was time for... The women. women, right? Yeah, right it for right. the main right. event, right? Yeah, always, right for yeah. the main. We, yeah. but anyway. just like that segment, we didn't get it our timing either, uh, because we didn't play important. But we got to the main event, Ring of Honor World TV title match. Uh, champion Samojo taking on Brian Cage with Prince Nana. I think that's how you say it. And, yeah, and big, meaty men slapping meat. You can't, sure.
1: yeah, big, meaty men slapping meat, which was
0: fine for what it was. I just Brian Cage doing that front flip over the top rope into Samoa Joe. I mean, his athleticism is off the charts. Definitely spots.
1: I mean, I just again, man, this this was the main event. ROH. Right? (laughs) Like I just thought I was like, I'm ready to be done with this.
0: Everyone's ready to be done. Everyone, in my opinion, is ready for Wardlow and Samoa Joe to stop teaming together and fight each other. That's what we want. Now, I wouldn't mind if they I will just stopped
1: say, and then just
0: didn't even. Well, I will say Joe retains his championship. That's cool. Post match is a beatdown, all the fun stuff. Wardlow comes out, they walk away. But then Wardlow gets taken out for the second time by Powerhouse Hobbs. Mm-hmm. All right, there. Yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs dethroning Wardlow is what needs to happen. I wouldn't hate it. Wardlow's great. Powerbomb Symphony, fine. He's lost his edge. He's kind of directionalist. Powerhouse Hobbs, your heel doing that. And then the babyface coming from underneath to overcome Powerhouse Hobbs is way more interesting than just babyface just does it to everyone. So Powerhouse Hobbs, this guy right here, Needs to beat Wardlow. Yeah, well, because that's just the thing
1: with Wardlow doing this. The only natural progression of somebody is a Wardlow, and I just power bomb people, and nobody could beat me in a fair fight. Well, then he needs to be getting rid of that title anyway, because he would be heading towards a higher grade title, and we are not doing that. Well, Wardlow. I well, think
0: we should at least right now. You know, it would be interesting, Tim. It MJF would match
1: a title, and Wardlow's fresh up to be like, Now I get to put my hands on you, I gotta take what yeah. you stole. You could
0: easily do this to where Wardlow still looks good, powerhouse Hobbs becomes your champion. You still have shenanigans with this, uh, gates of agony people. So, where you can do the Wardlow Samoa Joe, Joe mats one more time, kind of right off in the sunset, but they cost. Uh Wardlow, the TNT championship. Powerhouse Hobbs now is your champion, but obviously Bri or uh Wardlow would have beat Powerhouse if, if the Gates of Agony didn't course. interfere. Of course. And then, or, or, how about this? Ooh. God damn, I love when I come up with a good idea on the spot. You do a triple threat match. Brian Cage, Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow. That is a lot of big big, meaty men, meaty men fighting, and powerhouse. A lot of meat
1: getting slapped.
0: Exactly. Then you have powerhouse Hobbs pin Brian Cage. He's your new champion. Wardlow notices that later on in the night, MJF just beat John Moxley. He thinks to himself, "Well, the last time I looked at uh, MJF, I powerbombed him ten times and beat him. Maybe I want that.
1: Yeah, I can do that
0: again." Right there, Tim. Damn, I'm great.
1: Well, and that would be great, too, because if MJF had some master plan, right? And he's got this thing that I think the least thing he's expecting is fucking this guy
0: again. Exactly. God and that's damn it. And that's where the interesting part of his story comes is let's say he does this the right way. He beats John Moxley the right way. He doesn't use the ring. He doesn't use the firm and he overcomes John Moxley. I think after this, John Moxley gets that vacation for six weeks that he was Maybe supposed more. to get after all out. Yeah. And so he rides off into the sunset. He doesn't look any worse because he's the heart and soul of a W. So he can take this. Right. But then Ward or excuse me. MJF is, yeah, I did it right. Isn't this great? Yeah. 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 Hey, look now doing this right. I realize I, I can take the whole world. Who who wants it? Like who come on? And Wardlow walks out. And he's like, God damn it. Wardlow's world. And then, and then you have the, the, like, I can't beat him. I know I can't beat this guy. Yeah, Warlok could
1: even be like, I'm glad to hear you're doing things the right way. You're not going to cheat. So, even in a match you tried to cheat, I beat you. So now I think, like, I I got this. So let's do this. And be like, no, no. And be like, "Oh, oh, you're not doing things the right way now? You're not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's this inner battle to where then we get the devil. Get the devil again, because... Babyface mjf fucking sucks yeah I no mean, offense
1: like, right look we all love mjf and we want love to cheer mjf but not because like we don't want mjf trying to be cheered yeah very be hard MJF. Distinction i need
0: to make and you're great so i think that's what we do that's right there book it i like it i hurt my arm um so that is your aw dynamite god dang that really hurt Uh uh-huh. um, bone Sure, it's yeah, a torn sure. ligament, but yeah. 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 Not so funny, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so funny because it's torn. Um, So that is your AW Dynamite, Tim. What would yeah. you think overall? I, I
1: mean, B minus, right? If I'm giving this one a ranking.
0: Solid guess, C. Yeah, maybe you know a why? C even. You know why? You're missing Eddie Kingston. Yep. You're missing proper Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Not, not to his fault, but you're missing hangman. You're missing MJF. You miss a lot of those guys that you kind of were banking on in this episode. So it was fine. It was good. The Colt Cabana thing was probably the most talked about moment of this episode. Yeah. Uh, And so,
1: yeah. Yeah. I would say, I wouldn't say I was underwhelmed or overwhelmed. I was just very well.
0: I was content.
1: Yeah. Very whelmed. Um, Very whelmed speaking of you know well uh wwe happened as well this week and i mean only two things stuck out to me is Sami Zayn is still amazing mm-hmm. right I, you know mm-hmm. he gets them breaking which we had a lengthy discussion off air about yeah but at some point i don't want to watch that every week i don't want to watch you guys losing character every week because i get it he's funny and you weren't expecting the line but also like He's already said words like that to the viewer. Again, if I'm the viewer, like he said oosie and 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 that kind of thing. So it wasn't that far out of left field, right? To me, I was kind of like, hey, why were you guys in buckling laughter? <laughs> right? Like, so to me it was just kind of like, okay, I get it. And Sami Zayn's great. Yeah. I kinda like, but to me, I I've said this, like, I kind of want Sami Zayn now to unseat Roman Reigns. Like, I want him to, like. Be the mastermind, pull something out of his ass. Jey Uso was right the whole time. You know, go the whole nine yards at this point.
0: I think, yes, that is definitely a possibility. Now to talk about the first point you made of the breaking and that being funny. It is fun when on occasion a talent breaks. The crowd reaction makes them laugh. In this case, another wrestler made him laugh. Whatever it is. And that that's memorable. But I always bring up Jimmy Fallon on Saturday Night Live. Jimmy Fallon fucking sucked on Saturday mm-hmm. Night Live. He's decent at the Tonight Show. Sure. But everything he did on SNL was break character. Will Farrell would say something or have a little prop that he yeah. wasn't ready for, and he would just snicker yeah. the entire time. He's and that's great not
1: at the tonight show because he's great at being funny in a conversation. Yeah. Right? Is that good he's at giggling? Acting. It's back, laugh, and forth. But yeah, when we're doing a skit, he can't yeah. contain it. In conversational laughter, you don't have to contain it. Right. You know what I mean? Back well,
0: and forth. And also, it doesn't take talent. Put me right. up there. I'll stand next to Sami Zayn and when he says Ooh, see, I'll laugh. Yeah. That's easy. Right. I thought it was funny. Like, it's not yeah. hard to break yeah. character. The impressive part of why you're on television is because you don't break character. What I did notice from it though was Fast forward to Raw,
1: Roman Reigns shows up on Raw, he's going to give a speech, and you know, everybody's chanting Uzi over him, right? Yeah, well his, the storyline, the reason he's there for is dumb with with the Logan Paul thing, but um, everybody's chanting Uzi over him, and he's like, you know what I mean? He kind of, he, he knows the pause, let him do it, and then he even throws in, he's like, don't worry, like, we're working on getting him more Uzi, right? Like, get get that out. And then move on. What what stuck out to me there is we've known this, but I think we're we're not appreciating it because it's WWE and the storyline has been running a long time and now Sami Zayn is the focus. But the transformation of Roman Reigns from coming back to remember the nursery rhyme? That wasn't too long ago. That was in the course of this show mm-hmm. where Roman Reigns could barely speak without tripping over his own shoelaces. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was just bad. And now he's in control of the whole thing, right? Like he's working that crowd. greatly.
0: Let's, let's talk a little bit about that segment before we wrap up here. So that segment on Monday night, raw to your point, the end when he's just talking to the camera is one of his best promos he's ever done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't in a microphone. It was just to a camera because he seemed to be feeling himself. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And that's the Roman reigns that I don't mind seeing however let's take a couple steps back Miz walks out oh geez and he's like hey first off he's dressed like an idiot yeah he didn't wrestle immediately after this at least to my memory he didn't wrestle right after getting knocked out but anyhow he walks out looking like an idiot already contrasting like what the fuck is this? this is an eyesore but he says something somewhat interesting of hey Logan Paul can knock you out. Like Logan Paul has a, a good and right this hand. Is,
1: this is the layers that we talked about, right? Like, Hey, I brought yeah. Logan Paul in. Okay. Okay. So then what the fuck and, do you want? And Ms.
0: speaks right. to that. Hey, I know that this right hand's legit. Also. Yeah. They keep selling this idea that he has
1: steel pins in his right hand.
0: Yeah. Also. Like that wouldn't matter. <laughs> hey, uh, I know him pretty well. I can give you information. And then we'll go into another topic after this real quick. Uh, I've got this Dexter guy. Won't you take care of that? I'll take care of Logan Paul. And it's interesting. And he's doing everything. The other thing that's annoying about this is Miz did nothing wrong. I get that he aggravated him by saying, Logan could knock you out. Yeah. And so we the segment ends before, I mean, before that promo with Roman Reigns just knocking him out, which then Miz wrestles later in the night against Ali and is like, putting it to him yeah. so now we have these layers of like so ali's not as good as ms and Miz is obviously not good as roman so what's the fucking this point spot of was we'll tailor-made
1: saying? for our truth it should have been our truth our truth comes out because he's like the truth you know mm-hmm. roman says the truth is which is what they've been doing with our truth something for the last several weeks if somebody mentions the word truth and he comes out he comes out and he's like I know I've been training with Logan Paul or I seen him back here. I do. And then he's like, fucking, or he's like, what about if he lands one lucky punch? And that's where he goes, everybody keeps talking about how he might knock me the fuck out. Mm, right. Cause nobody gives a shit if truth gets knocked out in that spot. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, it makes sense. It's where he's done left and right. The whole thing with the Miz is, Yeah. Like it, it was just a glimmer of hope of like, are they about to do something weird with like, now we're going to introduce another character into this Roman reigns. But no, it was just like you said. It was a
0: setup for a fucking one liner. Yeah, and and a, and Miz wrestled later that night. It wasn't as if we just never saw Miz again. So it just was stupid. It was yeah. the wrong person to do that, or yeah. the wrong time. Now let's quickly talk about this Miz Dexter Loomis bullshit ass whatever the fuck real quick. Yeah, what did Gargano so,
1: say that was Gargano
0: Gargano said in in a spoof of sixty minutes yeah. with. Dramatization that's played by him, where he's all these characters that Miz wants attention. So, after Dexter gets fired by the WWE, mm. mind you, Miz hires Dexter to get attention. And so it was all a ruse. But then now Miz stopped paying Dexter. So now Dexter's actually going after him which is still the fucking thing that the Miz wants. So now you're just doing it for free. Yeah. It's, and that's the whole it feels thing. Like
1: you couldn't come up with something good. We talked about this. You better deliver something cool. You didn't.
0: Hey, what did I say when, uh, this whole triple H thing started? Oh, it's cool. Dexter captured someone and took them off. Well, right now we're getting to phase two by the way is it that cool
1: uh by the way make sure if you're not watching us live check out our youtube youtube.com slash spanish announce tube at spanish announce table podcast um we had a stop being emo video got a lot of uh, viewers got some subscribers off of it so welcome uh we had some commenters point out that none of these people are fucking emo <laughs> now i think katie Katie brought the term emo. More maybe goth is a better term or whatever. But you know what you know what tells me is that's why we don't like you emo people is because you're making this distinction. So
0: fuck Well (laughs) Yeah, we're doing a catch-all of saying spooky. What we mean is nerds trying to act spooky. Yeah. (laughs) Or of of Like, yeah, Bray Wyatt is Dexter Loomis, is Carrie and Cross. We're just blumping you all together. We're being mean. Right. We're being mean shoving you
1: into lockers. Speaking yeah. of you, you mentioned the only other thing that stuck out to me, Bray Wyatt. So we get another Bray Wyatt coming out, being it's just me, it's just me, and now another masked somebody, but it's him by the voice, and it's Uncle Howdy. It's your Uncle Howdy? I, look, I might want a wrestling pig before I want this. I, what the fuck is going on? And that, awesome. this is not. This is what I mean. I love suspense. I love a series or a show where what the fuck is going on? I can't tell mm-hmm. what's going on. Is this going on? Oh, is this person really, where But that's not what's happening here. It's just like, what, what do you say? <laughs> like,
0: It's his fucking molester uncle.
1: Like I don't get what's going on.
0: Here's my biggest issue with it. Again, we don't know what we don't know. So in six months, it all makes sense. The crumbles, the QR, I'm not into all that shit. I got too much other stuff going on. Everyone's fighting for attention. So you better fucking make it count when I'm watching. That's what I'll say on the front end. On world the back series end. Yeah. The world series is on. <laughs> I'm not watching some fucking. Blah, blah, now, dad, watching a guy who,
1: who's got a mask where the lips don't move, but yet I can see somebody's lips, but like,
0: Yeah. And also the world series game had five home runs in the first five innings. The first time that's ever happened in the 118 years in baseball history. I'm going to watch that. Anyhow. This thing, the, the thing I don't like, and again, I don't know the end result, so I'm maybe speaking too early. But it seems to me that he has mental issues. And in a time where WWE says you're not alone, if you're having problems, call this hotline, all this stuff. Now we're just making it a story that someone with, has mental disabilities, and that's interesting. He should yes. go get help. Like, if this is real, right, we're breaking into, like, we're going to kayfabe here. Go get help, man. Stop coming into shows.
1: Well, here's also what, and again, this may be a short-term aspect for Wyatt, but twice we've gotten the, it's just me, man. This is you and me. Man, he's weird when he's talking like that. As weird as he is when he's talking in nursery rhymes or whatever. Man, I don't know. It sounds like you're out of breath and, like, you, you don't know what to say. And you're just, like, you're, you're like, Bailey 2.0. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. everybody loved me. It was, like, I yeah. mean, he did say a thing, like, the thing that stuck out to me where he was, like, he was, like, I did a lot of things and, like, and hurt people. And he's, like, I'm not going to lie where, like, part of me kind of likes that I'm willing to do bad things to people to get what I need, right? So, I mean, there, there's maybe some sprinkles. Like you're saying, maybe six months, it all comes together. But, man, I don't know if it should take that long and I'm saying I we don't want an immediate payoff to everything but I I need you to, to yeah. give me something I can't be completely in the dark because otherwise it's just weird and I don't know what the fuck you're saying
0: exactly I I like subtlety we've talked about that in the past uh Eddie Kingston and his continuation of one story into the other but it's still Eddie Kingston this entire time it's not resets or anything like that uh Hangman Adam Page obviously like that Roman Reigns, since he came back, has been the same consistent character throughout all of these different feuds that he's had. So it's not that I need to be hit over the head. And I do like subtlety, but to your point, I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about anymore. And it, and you've done it too long. One time is fine. Hey man, is is he okay? That was kind of weird that one week. And then we get back on track to where Bray Wyatt wants the WWE championship. There's no mission statement still. It's yeah. hey guys, I'm out here. <clears throat> Why go home? Go to a therapist. Like we already clapped stop. for you. Yeah. Why
1: are I you don't... out here a second time now? Stop, man.
0: Yeah, it's 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 not good.
1: Well, and just it also again. All right, if I'm if I'm watching, I, I, we know it's we know it's fake. We know pro wrestling is fake. Yep. But I am supposed to be watching it as though. I'm supposed to suspend my disbelief as though I'm watching a professional fighting organization. Mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. No way in hell. Did you guys book as your final spot of the show? Bray Wyatt comes out to tell us all that. He's fucking happy that he's
0: back. What? <laughs> like, what? You can do it oh. once. You can do it once where, Hey, he's back. Let's hear from Bray Wyatt. Like he did the first time. Yeah. Okay. You wouldn't put that on your
1: slot. Twice,
0: you're saying that Triple H is writing down. Bray Wyatt wants to say hello. Yeah. Not
1: not a world
0: title match. Not Roman Reigns. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. Bray Wyatt is saying hey to everyone. And again, he gets interrupted by himself.
1: The mask that's his weird, creepy, molesting uncle. But it's him. But it's him. But it could not be. But it might not. Yeah. But it might not be.
0: Go explain that. Do an elevator pitch on the Bray Wyatt character. Guarantee you that the the door's open before you're getting done. So what I'm not being told is why I should care that Bray Wyatt
1: talking to himself. Yep. What Bray Wyatt wants to do.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Who is going to have a beef with Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Who Bray Wyatt's going to have a beef with. None of it. I I don't know why Bray Wyatt's here. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know what the fuck he's wearing. So, what? what is this? Yeah, that's all I'm left with. It, it's I, I'd rather watch Ian Farts in his mouth get beat up by Chris Jericho. <laughs> you know
0: At least I mean? Chris At Jericho's going to tell you why he's doing it. He's got a story. Like yeah, he already honor. did. Yeah. Right?
1: He said, just fuck Ring of Honor and everything that comes with it. So I just, yeah, yeah, I, that's, I don't know. That's all it stuck out with me. Yeah. Chad Gable and uh, Otis did a chip and Dales. Yeah. They did the, um, they did the Chris Farley, Patrick Patrick Swayze routine. Yep. Chip and Dale. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: That was maybe too much of a dated reference for all the the young kids, but go watch it. It's a great skit SNL. Uh, Good for them. Otis and Chad Gable, more of them in like serious roles though we need to have them winning matches i'm tired of them just losing every time um but yeah Yeah. they were great that's all i got man i think we could
1: take a break and uh for another week come back for episode 408 unless you got anything else no all right well then we'll just fucking get the hell out of here the
0: spanish announce table